Welcome back to Radio 1190. This is Local Shakedown. We just had Coleman Mundry <laughs> here play live in studio. So um, that was a pretty cool set. Thank you so much for coming up and playing. Yeah, th fun. thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. So um, we also have Ike in here. You want to say hi? Hi. 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 I'm here to help with the interview. <laughs> have a, com a conversation on the air. So Coleman... Coleman Mummery, did you did you come up with that name yourself? Yeah, where'd that yeah. come from? Yeah, I came up with it. Okay. Through my parents. Is that um, my is that Italian, Chinese? Chinese. Chinese. That's what I thought. How did you get here all the way from China? Bus. <laughs> and how was the bus ride? Cold. Cold. Good. <laughs> Great. Okay, serious question though. Um, I was thinking while watching your set how common, a very common theme in your work is sort of the deterioration of a recognizable object into becoming totally unrecognizable. You do it a lot with your visual art. 
You told me you just got a blowtorch to melt things with. Nice. Pick up water bottles and yeah. cut them up and rearrange them and spray insulation foam on them. And it's definitely present in your music when you scored that fashion show in Chicago. There was a piece that was just like Taylor Swift messed up and stuff like that. And at the end of your set just now, there was the ludicrous thing. And in all of your music, everything's always just deteriorating from something recognizable, something comfortable to something completely the opposite. So my question is, what about the deterioration of the recognizable into being unrecognizable fascinates you so much? Um, well, so for a lot of the music, I don't necessarily think of it as uh, deteriorating from something, but I do like to find kind of the, um, the like, most direct part, which a lot of times in pop songs is like the acapella. And then I use like an additive process of effects and stuff to kind of uh, just recontextualize it into something more abstract and uh, unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. I like to try to have it be at least a little recognizable, though. I don't mash it. I don't try to mash things like beyond where you're like, oh, I would never know what that is. But like, um, I and so I, I would do that, but I would not think of it as um, necessarily about the source material I would think of when I do stuff like that I think of it more like a a patch or something mm -hmm. but with the uh the semi recognizable things I just really want to take the most direct to me element of something that I'm listening to or enjoying or whatever and uh kind of transmute it into this kind of um uh like uh abstracted mm -hmm version of itself it almost comes across as like in like like an uncanny mirror of pop music like almost like illustrating how grotesque it is or can be when you give ludicrous that yeah demonic voice totally. and stuff. it's I, it's almost like i was just thinking like maybe it's kind of like cubism or something hmm. where it's like re-perspectivizing that's probably not a word. Reperspectivizing. Re you heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's see, let's see. I'll, I'll do it right now. All right, yeah. All right, but uh, putting a new perspective on it and mashing the perspectives over top of it, so it'd be like you know three tracks of one, and one is just the plain track, the basic perspective, and like uh, say in cubism, how they would draw something from the side and then the top and put them right next to each other. It's kind of like then I take something twist it up a whole bunch, put it right in the same place. Are you doing the same thing to yourself when you perform as Goblin King of the Pop Stars? Um, you know, I don't know. I haven't really figured that one out. Um, I, I don't, maybe. I mean, I guess in the music, in my, in my performance, though, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's very image-based and intuitive and not, honestly, like, really unconceptual in a way. It's just about, it's mostly about the image of the props in the in relation to my body as opposed to having any sort of like real connection to pop culture mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't have to do with the pop culture but you're still kind of taking yourself and and putting all these different abstracted angles of yourself yeah right next oh, to each other on a canvas totally totally yeah in um yeah, so I, I would say it is kind of like that because I, 
I'm kind of like going for like a bit of a a primal version of myself, kind of like I, I'm it I'm a little like unfiltered or whatever. Kind of let loose. Kind of yeah. Give into like an alter ego, maybe. Or Tell something. us a little bit about um one of your performances as Goblin King of the Pop Stars for people who don't know what we're talking about. Um okay, so I uh, performed last week, I think, at Syntax. And uh, so essentially the music's um, very similar to the last track I played. That's actually kind of a Goblin King B-side, but I didn't use it because it has the uh, reference to, uh, it's like the Appalachian Folk Ludicrous rework. And I kind of couldn't, I kind of couldn't justify that in the pop lens having that uh, traditional music element. So I just, you know, kept it in the hard drive. Um, <laughs> for later. But yeah, sorry, that's way <laughs> off topic. Anyway, uh, last set, I'll just, like, basically what I did was I played songs that were just uh, messed up, abstracted pop songs, mostly just with the acapellas as source material, and uh, I can cover myself in mud, and uh, I had a bag of uh, spicy pork skins with a cooked tilapia in it, you know, how you can cook the fish where it's like the whole fish with the head, and I just, you know, ate the fish, and then I had this board, and I... You know, I picked up the fish, I mashed some pork skins with a hammer, and I nailed the fish carcass into a board, and I just kind of continually nailed the fish carcass into a board. I was trying to kind of, um, like, ha- kind of like a, a, like the goblin to me is like a different type of primate, like, you know, in between, say, like, a chimp and a human, like, sure. language capabilities, but still very much like, an animal Very so primal. like you know yeah so i had a handler essentially hold me on a leash while i hammered the fish and just kind of went about my day kind of like you know a, a gerbil in a cage just kind of pooping on the <laughs> wood flakes um awesome wow what a play-by-play <laughs> i mean i i i definitely see and hear parallels between that and the and the um like the Taylor Swift remixes where in this context you're kind of taking yourself as the pop object that is human male and deconstructing that and yeah smashing it up against itself totally totally the c- kind of just the concept of our uh our humanity mm-hmm. and trying to play with that a little bit um but that's kind of something that um permeates through like all my work Definitely. in different facets. Mm-hmm. You um you make sculptures as well, right? Yeah. Cool. Do you want to talk about that? Um, sure. Uh, I just got a blowtorch. Yeah, tell us oh, about the we blowtorch. We were talking about that, yeah. And uh, uh, Aaron Toby, shout out, uh, hooked me up with some respirators. So I, you know, I was kind of. Reluctant to use the blowtorch because I don't want to breathe in the plastic fumes. Yeah, so definitely. Now I got a respirator. Um, I've been enjoying um, drinking in the studio, kind of. Alcohol? Yeah, alcohol. Interesting. Um, like just, while, while you make art? Yeah, while I make art, just because uh, sometimes, and, and it's a kind of a double-edged sword, because sometimes it just like will totally demotivate me and I lose all my steam. But if I can kind of try to keep the like the creative energy up and a sculpture helps i can't drink and make music you know i just kind of don't <laughs> i just kind of wander away but um it, it uninhibits me and allows me to like you know just kind of play with my blowtorch and uh you know play with concrete and stuff and it's 
really based yeah. around my <laughs> my experiment. The mic just ran away from my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the process is really based about my experimental experience with these like really basic construction materials. Sometimes uh, I might even mm. feel a little like uh, um, self-conscious because I'm like. You know, people use these materials and, like, actually build, like, houses and structures, and I kind of just, like, <laughs> fiddle. I just fiddle with them, but, um, so I, so I get drunk. So, <laughs> would you say that, uh, alcoholism is advantageous to the working artist? Um, I don't know. I think it depends on people's, uh you know, kind of conditioning around art and their inhibition levels and stuff. Um, it's definitely, uh, you know, gets rid of inhib inhibition. So if you're kind of like in a self-conscious mode, you don't know really how, what to go about it, or you just kind of can't get in that. Uh, and how did you come up state. with that concept, you know, drinking? Drinking? How'd you come up with that? <laughs> yeah, where'd that come uh, from? I think it was passed down through my parents. They love to drink. Parents. They taught me. My parents taught me how to drink. Back in when China. I, back in China when I was 12. <laughs> my parents taught me how to drink back in China when I was 12 years old. I remember, man, my daddy gets so drunk, he just cried. And my mom be like, I love you so much. Aww. You're just the woman. You're the woman for me, man. And, you know, my daddy getting me drunk and uh, my mommy getting me drunk. How How old were you? when your father first started force feeding you alcohol <laughs> um 12 years old yeah it pretty much went zero to just uh, force feeding straight up i uh, yeah it was like a can't it's kind of like a camelback but kind of like halfway between a camelback and a catheter where i couldn't take it out of my mouth and um <laughs> and it's just connected to a bottle of jim bean you know like pinched your nose so you you had to force your mouth open what came <laughs> first for you, alcohol and drinking or art? Uh, drinking, actually. And not even joking, but just, like, being a kid and, like, Wyoming, like, I tried drinking once with my friends when I was, like, before I tried playing music or anything. Fun. I was always kind of actually scared, I like, of drugs and drink. Drinking is totally, I'm not trying to advocate drinking alcohol or anything. It's just, like, there's... Not necessarily a healthy level of drinking, but, like, mm -hmm. if you can control it, it's not, like, the worst thing in the world. I got one question for you now, and be honest. Are you drunk right now? Um, no, but I'm high on life. Because <laughs> a little bit of truth slipped out just there when you said something about Wyoming. Wyoming, Canada. <laughs> China. <laughs> Wyoming, Canada. <laughs> China. But you're, you're, you're in actuality from Wyoming. Yeah. And y you've brought yourself down here to Denver. Tell us a little bit about your journey as an artist coming from rural Wyoming to the hustling, bustling metropolis that is Denver, Colorado. <laughs> uh, first, working and drinking as a drinking true, artist. <laughs> truly, as a as a drinking artist in the great tradition of you know Rauschenberg and Pollock and stuff. You know my guys, my hero heroic art bro guys. Uh, wouldn't we wouldn't be nowhere without you. Um, and everyone who's cooler than you. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Um, JK, hello. Um, well, I guess growing up, it was, like, not cool or anything, you know? People were not into art, and, like, even 
I was just like end up I was just more like kind of when I was a kid like more like frustrated with the like homogeny and stuff of like where I lived in the small town like everyone being a cowboy and stuff and like just like being young and like listening to like punk music and being like yeah like I don't yeah. I like it I'm on my own trip man like I don't care about you and then eventually that just being like well that's for kids let's see what you know amazing things our species has done yeah and it's pretty 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 good amount Honestly, I think yeah. pretty I, amazing I've always found that super fascinating about you because your parents didn't hand you down this understanding of art and punk and rebellion they they don't really understand as you've told me they don't really yeah get they don't you do they're not really that into it you just sort of were born with an innate intuition to know that you wanted to separate from what you were born to and yeah. make art i've just always thought that was really interesting about your work yeah i guess it's it's still like I'm I'm glad it happened that way because I think you know lots of people have different conditioning surrounding creative acts, and I think just it happened that way. It made my like for me I feel like very much self-contained in a creative sphere. Like I don't need necessarily a lot of stuff going on around me to feel like I should be creative or something. Um, so I feel good about that. I guess is and it, it like it's like I'm like I'm like all right like. I've lived in environments where it doesn't, it's not cool even to do. It's like, un, it's like whack or something. So I'm like, all right, like, uh, it's At least people think you're cool over here. Yeah, I want people to think I'm cool. I want people to shake my hand. And I want them to hook me up at your job with free stuff. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that's mostly why you do art to be cool? Uh, yeah, I would say I do it to be cool. I would say... I do it for the fist bumps. I would say I do it for the likes. Um, I'd say I do it for the followers. Maybe, maybe for your friends. No. No, not for no, your friends. No, not for okay. them. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. As a, I feel like, c- creating anything is kind of a, I mean, unless you're like creating tables to sell tables and like to work on your craft. I, I'm not much of a, I'm not a big fan of specialization or, or mastery necessarily. But I think just the act of creating at uh, my limit of kind of like um, abstract thought and stuff like yeah. that is just this continual process of n- learning new definitions of why you would even do that. Like what, wh- how that could function, how, what purpose that serves your own life, you know, what, uh, say, like spiritual purpose that could serve you do- creating the object, the, you know, the form or the painting or the sound that you create and what um what part of you through that act of creating is transmuted and how that interacts with the interface that you're using to create speaking of which would you mind telling us what interface you use to create that set you just played in the other room uh i use a pack mule great did you have a whip (laughs) i had a whip I have I try to get a stronger whip each time I uh log on to my pack mule. I try to learn new ways to whip it. Whip it in practicing the, your techniques. Practicing my techniques, you know, you can whip it in the heels, you twist can, the legs up. You can feed a horse yeah. to lead a water, horse, but you can't look at a gift horse in the <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> you can drag a horse up the mountain pass and um 
make it a, you know, still make an album. Still can't look a gift horse in the mouth. No, you can <laughs> when you feed, but and, but you can feed it, but you got to keep your hand really flat because they uh, could bite your fingers. But if you keep your hand really flat, do you have any carrots for this set? No, I had some nuggets. <laughs> nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> Great. So um, I do have a couple questions for you also. What, like, platforms is your art, your digital musical art, and your... Oh, what, like what where you can find you, it online yeah, yeah, and stuff? Yeah, where can our listeners check um, it out, stuff like that? I'm sure you have a SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Yeah, right? I, I mean, just Coleman Mummery, Bandcamp. It's all on there, and, uh, I mean, you could look at my art on Instagram if you wanted. That's, that's ColemanMummery.Bandcamp.com. Yeah, check it out. And Coleman... You have over a thousand followers on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. It's a pretty right? good amount. No, <laughs> no. You have at least one million. Yeah, I, yeah, I do actually. Could you hook me up with a shout out, bro? No, I, like shout out, <laughs> shout out my man Piranha HD at Piranha.HD on Instagram. Oh, Sick word, artist. Word. Uh, that's love. That's hit him love. up for commissions okay. for flyers. Check out his music. You know, maybe get to know him a little bit. He's got some sleeper word, projects word, 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 that if you uh, if you you know you you grease the wheel a little bit, the wheel will turn and you'll get, get some rolling. some top. You could get some top secret content if you play your cards right with this guy. But let me let me tell you, he's, he's playful socially. He might you know, you know he might bite you. he might bite you if you if you if you bite him, he'll bite back. You know, <laughs> he might even drink and make art. Yeah. Cash app. <laughs> Venmo. Yeah, what's your Venmo? Venmo card. <laughs> um, so, Coleman, are you playing any shows soon in Denver or um, around? Um, yes. Uh, oh, uh, I'm playing at Thought Forms on the 28th with Machine Girl. Oh, it's sweet. the DJ set. I didn't know you were playing on that. That's awesome. I'm going to DJ some tracks. Sweet. I'm excited for that. I'm definitely going to be there. It's going to be a cool, uh, cool show. Yeah. When is that again? Repeat it for me. October 28th. Thought Forms Gallery. Thought Forms Sick. Gallery. 99 Calamath in Denver. I'm going to be there for that. Yeah, shout out. Shout out uh, Dan Coleman for running that place. Uh, shout out Johnny Cash. Shout out Stefan Herrera. Shout out Stefan Herrera <laughs> for real. Uh, sh- shout out, shout out Denver. Shout out Genevieve Bieber for the Oreo load, Oreo Lord, Captain of a Chariot, Big Dog, Big Dog. Shout out all my Big Dogs. Shout out Luke French, Luke French, <laughs> too tall for his own good. John John Golter. Yeah. Shout out John Golter. Shout out super shout out John Golter actually. And if you see John Golter, he's got a he's got a, some tennis, uh, you know, trash talk to back up. I'm ready to see him on the courts. Shout out tennis. Shout sport. out tennis. Shout out um, <laughs> shout out uh, Russia's resistance of Christianity. That's really cool. Honestly, keeping their shout keeping their ancient religions alive into out. the 21st century. Dope, dope, dope. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> Gauze Records, our boys in uh, Chicago. Kenny Paz. Ooh, yeah. Charlie Clayton. Word, word. Shout out. 
Shout out Zainab Gondor. Shout out, shout out everybody. Shout out Elijah Jiraki. Yeah. I heard. Uh, yeah. I heard he's been homesick. This is his. This, I don't know if all uh, everyone knows who knows about Radio 11 Mind, but Radio 1190. It's more like uh, Jiraki's house. <laughs> the house that Rock built. The house that Rock built. The Jirock built. The Jirock built. Um, okay, I have a couple more questions for you as well. Um, Shout out Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> this one's really important. I'm really curious. Shout out Randy Marsh. How long have you been growing your beard out for, Coleman? Two weeks. Okay. It's huge. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really awesome. Big. It's magnificent. It's down to the floor. Yeah, I would have braided it today, but I didn't have time. It takes hours. How long have you been growing those dreadlocks? Oh, man, my dreadlocks. Oh, you know, they just look so good on my white skin. How long have you had that Alex Gray hoodie? Oh, that Alex Gray hoodie. Oof. Since, uh, since Bono, Bonnaroo, you know? How long have you smelled like patchouli oil? <laughs> Since my parents started force-feeding me alcohol at age 12. Word. <laughs> um, I have another question for you guys. Maybe what's, like, uh, the coolest movie you've seen recently that you... Even if it's something oh, you rewatched, whether it's a one for Coleman. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the big stuff. Um, well, there's so many movies I love. I'm trying to think... I got one. Go for um, it. Yeah, you go for it. I just watched this movie called The Cell. I think my friend Stefan recommended it to me. It's from the year 2000. And it's one of those forgotten, insanely hyper-stylized Y2K movies that's just got some of the most bonkers art direction I've ever seen in a film. It's such a work of art. The plot, the acting is sort of just Hollywood, whatever. It's like easy to follow, but the visuals contained within this beast of a film are well worth checking out. It's called The Cell. Nice. Yeah, I've been um, curious about that one, of course. Um, I've been watching lots of movies lately. I've re been re-watching some, which is good, but the last one that I watched that I thought was really cool is this movie called uh, The Decameron. It's like an Italian film. I can't remember the director, but it's all just these like little shorts about this, like kind of what's going on in this like kind of Italian medieval countryside. And uh, it's just ri it's, it's all these little shorts that are really funny and bizarre, really sexual and disgusting. And like this guy's trying to get his wife turned into a horse. Whoa! And like he's he's like, can you? Because this other old guy's like, yeah, like I got a horse. It's also my wife. It's like the best because it can till the farm and then I can Ooh. turn it back into my wife and we can you know get busy. And he's like, oh man, what was I need country song quote about getting busy. Oh um. Kiss an angel, good morning. Love her like the devil when you get back home. It's a great movie. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> uh, Rewatched Julian Donkey Boy lately. Amazing film. So beautiful. Uh, so many. So many. Uh, shout out Marquetta Lazarova. Shout out Czech New Wave Film Movement for real. Yeah, yeah. Just Google that and go through. Watch ones or whatever you want. I watched Lovers on a Bridge recently. Pretty cool blind girls shooting guns off the back of horse statues, falling in love with, like, you know, you know, it's like a homeless love story. It's so beautiful. Homeless love story in Paris, sleeping on the bridge. Uh, shout out Marquetta Lazarova. Sounds kind of saucy. Oh, it is saucy. It's saucy. It's sweet. 
You know, I was feeling a little tender. <laughs> I was feeling a little romantic. I was like, sweet song. So, you know? um, we're getting a little bit close to six o'clock right now. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one more question. Just like, what are your guys, and especially Coleman's, but Ike as well. What are your, su- what are some of your like, non-musical influences and inspirations that maybe are reflected in your art and music? Insects. Okay. Um, That's yeah, definitely. Algae. Um, water. Clouds, trees. Poo. All of the above. <laughs> sticks, sticks, <laughs> lot dead sticks. Um. <laughs> Oh, so much stuff. I mean, movies, film, everything, people, interactions. Just honestly, really, like, honesty. Like, when people are really, like, raw and authentically themselves, you know, when you ever see someone in public just kind of, like... Just doing their thing. When someone gives a speech on a bus, you know what I'm saying? When someone's like, yeah, like, I used to be an alcoholic, but now I'm not. Yeah. Just, you know, real interactions with anyone. Non-musical influences. Um, cars are pretty weird. Oh yeah, cars. Cars are weird, honestly. Very weird. Sometimes they like cycles. Cycles. Yeah. Like uh, not like bicycles, but like cycles of. Like, just, yeah. As like a, a process. Yeah. And like in cars. Oh yeah. <laughs> the like engine and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, great. What about like photosynthesis? It reminds me of techno music. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Photosynthesis is, is really cool. What about life cycles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Metaf- metamorphosizing, maybe? Like, in, yeah. like oh, you're metamorphosizing, about insects, you know, yes, from the definitely. egg to the larva to a pupa to a yeah. full-fledged adult. And the cocoon, kind of, the hibernation cocoon kind of thing, like, it's really weird, you know? You just kind of, like... You just crawl inside yourself the and crawl like inside yourself <laughs> and change. Yeah. The visual it's wild. The visual aesthetic of music itself. Oh yeah. Like like music notation and musical instruments, the way they look. Very inspiring. Techno YouTube covers. <laughs> yeah. Um what what YouTube as a platform. Oh yeah. YouTube is a great platform, honestly. And you know the big three, the holy trinity of uh life. Birth, death, sex. That's 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 like four. He said birth, death, sex. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be birth, sex, death. You know. Oh, you were gonna <laughs> say the holy trinity of um, Instagram, YouTube, <laughs> and SoundCloud. Oh yeah. <laughs> the holy trinity is YouTube, birth, sex, and death. <laughs> <laughs> the holy quadrant. <laughs> the holy square. The holy square. Yeah, perfect shapes. Architecture. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any, really, you know. Anything cool, honestly. Anything and everything. Not, you know, not even cool. Metal itself. You know. Metals. You gotta love also, like, you know, total, like, just complacency. Like, when people are like, yeah, man, this is my life. Like, just gonna go to work. Got a girlfriend I don't really like very much. But I have a good life, you know? Like, just, like, being totally, like, chilling. You know? Desireless. Very content. Very content. Comfortable yeah. and desireless. Happiness. Happiness. Peace. Cool. So, uh, we're pretty much running out of time right now. Um, 
say any last words anything else you guys want to talk about real quick before we end the show um moth memes <laughs> you want to hear you want to hear my professor showed us a moth meme in class oh really yeah it was pretty f- it was funny why i cuz we were talking about um what was it about path what what is it like path integration and how like a moth follows a path like s- directly towards the light it doesn't yeah, weave definitely. around and come back to the light it beelines it to the light and that's like a type of navigation that animals do yeah what do you do just throw the moth meme in there to seem cool he's got this like com- yeah. professor like <laughs> want to be chill with the kids complex i guess so i mean she's she's cool seems a, yeah seems cool she's <laughs> obviously cool she knows what moth memes are you know that's my uh <laughs> scale for how proof is in the pudding if you proof know the, the moth pudding. memes coleman approves do you, okay so this, this is a that's pretty expensive school that's do you true. ever have a desire for your teachers to talk really fast and just pack all the information in as fast as oh, they can? Do you ever get annoyed really, when they like throw really you a funny. mosh meme or <laughs> yeah. a moth meme? They're like, "Oh, here's a moth meme, so I'm cool." I'm like, Ugh, twenty thousand dollars. You better be speaking at like what? That's fair. Thousand words per minute. You know who is saying a really similar thing? John Hale was talking to me recently about how he, he can't focus on teachers who talk slow. He needs he focuses way better when they talk really fast. Interesting. Yeah. I'm honestly, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite. I, like, need the information to be, like, told to me multiple times before I can get it sometimes. Well, the t- depending on the subject, of course. Isn't that what, like, but homework's for? Yeah, that's all, yeah, that's true. Can we uh, cap this off with a little, little like, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk-type moment? We can oh. smoke some weed in the studio? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> well, too late, because we're doing it as we speak. Come on, quick. <laughs> all right. Well... Thanks for listening to Local Shakedown, everybody. This has been Radio 1190, uh-huh. 1190 AM, KVCU, <laughs> Boulder, Denver, um, 98.9 FM, Translator, K255, DA, Boulder. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. I'm just going to drop you right into a um, song by the band called Lawn, called My Boy. Uh, I think they were in Denver maybe a few months ago. I saw them at Seven Circle. They're pretty cool. So, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Next week on Local Shakedown, I think we're going to have Goo Age in the studio, so that should be a lot of fun. Make sure to stay tuned and enjoy. Shout out John Hale. <laughs> shout out John Hale. Shout out Stefan Herrera. Shout out right. Jesse Grotta. Shout, shout out Charlie Clayton. Shout out Jesse Grotta. Shout out John Gross.